bringing up uh, today something uh, peculiar that we've been seeing uh, in commercials on TV. It seems that a lot of the companies are promoting commercials of couples that are interracial. And we thought this was something that we might want to address. And it's usually a big old black dude with a little white chick. <laughs> yeah, and so we were kind of thinking about why is this? You know, why are companies, are they all, is this a beast maneuver is really what I'm saying. Is the beast trying to create this kind of, uh, Impose this kind of reality through the commercials of every major company that's being promoted in uh, the mainstream. And I think the basic idea is they're trying to level the playing field, trying to take out all the whole full breeds. And make it one breed. Yep. <laughs> There's been some speculation in, in the conspiracy theory fields, or field, that that is what they're exactly trying to do. And uh. one of the things that they want to glamorize, that we're going to see glamorized, is the, uh, I guess, the progeny of black men and white women's uh, children and exalting them in our society and culture. Uh, one example is Patrick Mahomes. Patrick Mahomes is a example of a black man, white woman, um, and he's a superstar in the NFL. Prime example. But really, we see that's a big example, you know, of one, but. Russell Wilson, another one. Black father, white mother. Um, I feel for some reason that these kind of people are being exalted. I think The weekend is as well. Someone in uh, pop culture, kind of pop music. But I do personally believe that they are... The, the beast is for some reason buying and selling uh, this reality uh, through the commercials that people are taking in through their eyes you know, they're seeing this the, the beast wants people to see this and it wants to promote this eyes and ears yep why is that? Um, is, is the question. It's the easiest way to indoctrinate people. Commercial, anything that, yeah, anything that appeals is going to be seen by a, a grand populace of people, whether it's national news broadcasts on TV, um, you know, or commercials that are being promoted nationwide on you know on TV 
I, mean, I don't even know. Do people even watch TV anymore? <laughs> it's just like... I, mean, I don't know. Is TV even real? Or, uh, I don't know what I mean. I, I, have, I watch TV. I was thinking about that and I was thinking there's a big difference between watching TV and watching my iPad. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I would think that... Because, because you're in control of the iPad. Yeah. You can do anything to the video, fast forward, reverse, whatever, and... Mm-hmm. And... Yeah, you just have more control, like, I guess maybe, than... Skip bands. Yeah. Or commercials on TV. And I was like, just sitting there thinking, you can't skip ads on TV. Well. Uh-huh. Well, the thing is, is like, I watch shows on, you know, like Freebie, Pluto... And they still have commercials from these businesses, you know, yeah. these major corporations that you would see on TV. They're still playing them. I mean, yeah. but you know, I usually just mute it, you know, and just do something else, yeah. you know, while they're on. Exactly. You mute it. That's the only thing you can do with the te- television set. Yeah. Excuse me. I'm <laughs> Yeah. Yeah, but I actually had kind of another interpretation of why they're promoting this as well. It's it's more of an occult kind of concept, actually. Well, well in my opinion, there's going to be a Probably a lot of cults because anyone who's not a believer in Christ is gonna look for other pathways to go down. They're gonna want guidance and whatnot. Yeah. And the evil strategy people is to lure those people in. Yeah, and that's basically what we're talking about with these commercials and stuff, is that they're trying to indoctrinate people into this kind of... that this is the supreme reality, like... The norm. Yeah, yeah, this is what... Yeah, this is... Well, but basically it goes back to what you were talking about, is that there's an agenda behind this that they want everybody to be mixed... Right, yeah. so they don't want purebred. Yeah, yeah, they don't want purebreds anymore. And this is something interesting because we actually talked about uh, the grandmaster of the Rosicrucian, uh, Reuben Clymer. We talked about him on one of our recent episodes, and he was the one who came out uh, like 75 years ago talking about Johnson & Johnson and Aleister Crowley and... Yeah, I mean, it was just like some provocative statements that he was making a long time ago that, in my opinion, are true. 
uh, have came to pass that he was right. And one of the things that he says that the downfall to America is going to be like people being uh, of mixed race and not of a purebred race. Because when you're a purebred race, Clymer says that you're more like, you know, you're more content with who you are. Whereas when you're mixed, you have no real definition of what you really are, and that has a came psycho- from yeah, that has a psychological ramification. Yeah, it does. And not only that, but people are picked on because they're different. You know, they're of a mixed race or something yeah, in yeah. in school and stuff. And uh, well, those kids know that the goal is to have everyone kind of looking the same. Yep. Uh-huh. And basically of that kind of way of like black and white, you know, yeah. kind of, I feel like. Yeah. And then glamorize in pop culture, sports athletes, you know, people of high repute, uh, glamorize these people whether they're talented or not. Because <laughs> that's, once again, a part, it, well, I just look at it right now, like, uh, Victor... Wembiana, I think Wembiana, this guy from uh, France, he was the number one draft pick for the San Antonio Spurs, and he's interracial as well. So he just got super, um, like super attention, you know. And I think it, once again, it's like going back because he's comes from a French white mom and French black dad, or something like that. So something along those lines. So. It's like, once again, this is like, why are they doing this? And my kind of idea is that it could also have an occult. You were saying cult. Um, but I'm saying occult, which is like witchcraft kind of um, black arts. That it's like, has actually like an alchemical kind of. Um, How is that different from a cult? Well, cults aren't necessarily of the occult. A cult is a group of people that follows radical ideas. Yeah. You know, that's basically a cult to me. And all those people think and act accordingly to that belief system. And and we've seen what cults have done... uh, you know, like the people who drink the Kool-Aid. You know what gets me is how stupid these people seem. How stupid humans can be to... Gullible, yeah. Fall for this shit. Well, there are people that are... Because... There are people who are weak-minded. Weak-minded people are the kind of people that follow this kind of thing. Like anyone that's not Christian or God or whatever. Yeah, because Christianity gives you a standard to you know to follow. Basically. Yeah. Indeed. And yeah, and so if you're not raised in that kind of like like you and I were, you know, that Sunday worship system, that uh-huh, yeah. pagan Sunday worship system that we were indoctrinated in as young boys. Yeah. We were. Yeah, if you don't, if you didn't have that, you're going to be vulnerable to that kind of shit. You know what I mean? We were lucky that we 
were established in this at a young age, kind of. We didn't have a choice. <laughs> going back to the cult and occult idea, I want to bring this occult thing out because I think that really what they're trying to do here is they're trying to also do a psychological dialectic here with this. Because the, whim- the woman is always in the Hegelian dialectic is always the antithesis. And she's always the black. Feminine? It's like in the yin-yang. Whether you, if you want to break it down. It's the same thing in yin-yang. You have the white part of the yin and the black part of the yang, you know, or whatever. And so it's like the black part of the yang is the antithesis. It is the dialectic. That's really what they're talking about. This, like, duality, which is what they talk about, you know, in Taoism. You know, you talk about the duality of things, the nature of things. And I'm not saying this is right, but this is a part of the occult. And the beast is of the occult. And cults and all that crap. But what I'm trying to say is that they're trying to mindfuck people. And this also is happening in professional sports as well. I'm going to get to this. But what they're trying to do is they're trying to take the matriarchal part of the dialectic, the feminine, the dark, the black part of the yin, yin and yang, yeah. and they want to impose it into the position of the patriarchal, which is the white, which is God, which is good, you know, it's light, it's, you know, love, it's... But the, the matriarchal is dark, it's evil. It's uh, it's you know it's like I was kind of thinking you know what is the there's the white side with the little part of black and then on the other side there's the black with the little part of white with the cross <laughs> a red cross a new a new uh, yin yang symbol. <laughs> <laughs> No, but I mean, I think there's something to this. You know, I feel like that they're really trying to also do a psychological thing with this because they're trying to, uh, the beast is trying to promote a matriarchal system. Okay, and so it's like what it's trying to do is even a matriarchal? Yeah, a matriarchal system where feminism and like women are like the dominant force you know that like they're and that's why women are getting more and more opportunities because the beast wants women exalted like to goddess you know like to they want the matriarchal to be in the position of the patriarchal but it cannot be there though that's the thing they're trying to create something that should not be that is not supposed to be like the patriarchal is always supposed to be like the that's why God is patriarchal. Yeah, you know, he, man, I'm so patriarchal is patriarchal is is uh is man. It's masculine. I'm, Whereas, go ahead. I'm so lucky at God my last relationship. It was a matriarchy like you'd never seen before. Yes, and and the, yeah, there was the head woman, the old lady. Shoot, hey, we call her old lady. <laughs> That's where she is. Your old lady, yeah. And 
She said that the top of this matriarchal system which feeds down to the doctors yeah. and their control yeah. of their man. Yeah. Well, and this is why men are pussy whipped. It's the same kind of idea, whereas, as what I'm trying to basically say, this is why men are pussy whipped and... Because the matriarchal wants to dominate, and the beast is trying to promote a matriarchal dominating society, you know, and that is why I believe we're seeing these commercials of white women and black men. It's a psychological thing where it's putting the white woman or woman in the you know as the white, as the patriarchal, as the good, and then the black man is now he is the dark. He is like the antithesis. Satan's got to be a chick. He's pro-chick for sure. There's no doubt about it. He has to be because that's what his system is promoting. He is ultimately the one behind the strings of the beast. That's, it says in the Bible that the, the beast gets its authority from that old crooked serpent, the devil, the dragon, Leviathan, Leviathan in, in Hebrew. Uh. He's the one who gives the beast of the sea its power and the beast of the earth its power. And we believe that we have identified these in the historical, like literal sense, as the papacy of Rome, as the beast of the sea, and America, after World War II, as the official beast of the earth. <laughs> the two greatest forces in the end times that come together, you know, and like join forces to rule and reign in, in that hour of power. Little do they know it's just hearing God's wrath for everyone. <laughs> yeah, dude. Yeah, I, I believe it, dude. And that's just like, pe people don't want to believe that, though. They want to think like, oh, there is no God. There is no judgment. Yeah. No, we're not, we're not going to have to worry about that. It's such a naive perspective. It's a naive perspective and a dangerous perspective to have, potentially. Yeah, you very know. dangerous. You're not keeping the commandments of God and bearing the testimony of Jesus in the last days as a human being. You're in danger of the lake of burning sulfur and fire. <laughs> I'm sorry, dude. Like, it, whether you like it or not, you're narrow just, is the gate to salvation. This is well farts for eternity. Well, I think that you're gonna you're not gonna smell anything. You're not you're not gonna exist. You're not gonna have a your soul is going to be de deleted from. I agree. I agree with that. Your soul is gonna be cast into the lake of burning sulfur or lake of fire. You know, for all eternity, it's like you're not gonna be like. <laughs> it's not like you're gonna be tormented in fire and gonna be like ah, like screaming for all eternity. You're just gone. You're just gone. You don't get to like go into the new Jerusalem. Yeah, be a part of heaven. Yeah, and that's why it says like those who are left outside the gates of the new Jerusalem, there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth because they're gonna be like, it's like when you die and you see that, then you get judged and you see like oh. Like, there is something after this. Like, there yeah. was something that I could have... I should have believed! I know, and they're going to be like, fuck, dude, this is going to be so awesome. So much more awesome than this. You know what I mean? So much more awesome than the beast paradise, the beast utopia, where, like, the matriarchal is, like, dominant. You uh, know, pussy-whipping men, you know, and trying to create a whole feminist, dominant, gay, lesbian, like, orientated 
sexually like women because of course all these women who are in positions of power are going to be lesbian yeah they're going to be gay they're going to be transgender they're not going to be god-fearing women if that they're they're trying to play the patriarch and play and pay the and play the patriarchal role yes it's just it's totally fucked up yeah and it's what's crazy you see a lot of these huge stars like uh, you know, feminist stars in pop culture, um, you know, and they're like, they're, they want to be men, dude. It's like, it's crazy, but they're like women. Yeah. It's like one example of this is like in the WNBA. Like, we live in Spokane where there's Gonzaga University. Gonzaga University has been big time in collegiate athletics, in basketball, and we produce Courtney Vandersloot. And Courtney Vandersloot, like, when she first joined the WNBA, dude, when she was in the WNBA draft... Man, that must be rough growing up. You didn't have fun with that name. <laughs> it is kind of a goofy Vandersloot. name. <laughs> well, I, I didn't want to go... I don't know if we need to go there, but... When she first won... I'm just saying. I know, you could. It's very... Vandersloot is very... <laughs> easy. Very easy, yes, but... So check this out. So like when she was drafted in the WNBA, like I, they showed her like, and she's this like beautiful woman, dude. Uh-huh. And now I look at her and dude, she's like a man, dude. She's like a, wants to be a man. Oh, burly. Yeah, she's got like like no makeup and just like she looks like she wants to be a man. Uh-huh. And she's like married to a woman, and. Duncan basketballs. They're 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 on the same team. Uh-huh. They were on the same WNBA team. Courtney Vandersloot and her, like, I guess her wife. She's, like, the masculine figure uh-huh. of the relationship. Uh-huh. Yeah, they're on the same team, dude. The dildo driver. <laughs> dildo driver. Yeah, and they played uh, on a team with one of the biggest WNBA stars, which is Candace Parker. Candace Parker was the star of that team. And she's, like... In a gay relationship as well. I think it's funny how lesbians, their best, their most, their most usable toy is a cock. Is a dildo? Well, that's definitely how it's happening. Like, like when I look at Courtney Vandersloot, Candace Parker, like they're definitely strapping on, dude. <laughs> yeah, seriously. What's that say about men, though? How they want the one part of us they can't get without being latex. It's, it's not, the thing is, is it's not even about sex. Uh-huh. It's about power. It's about they want to be men, and so they're going to take, through the Democrat Party, by the way, the Democrat Party is going to promote this. They already are. They're promoting... Taking the the matriarchal in the Hegelian dialectic through, uh, you know, and trying to put it into the patriarchal position. <laughs> They're trying to totally fuck with the the way it's always been. Yeah. There's no doubt about it, and I believe these commercials are like programming to create people to like go into this direction and influence them yep exactly 
and which is, in my opinion, the mark of the beast. It's causing people to think and act accordingly through buying and selling. Because what are these companies trying to do when they promote this idea in a commercial? In the window. It's buying and selling. In the You buy from that company, you're buying and selling this idea. This thing that they're trying to indoctrinate you with. And you were just buying and selling and like every third commercial is one for gold and silver. So Well and gold and silver is the funny thing is that gold and silver is the Hegelian dialectic because the gold is the patriarchal in the occult. In alchemy. Gold is the patriarchal. Silver is the the matriarchal, once again, it's the feminine, you know, and it's like, there once again, it's like they're trying to do this, they're trying to put the, the silver in the top position of the gold, because the gold represents the sun, the sun represents the masculine, represents the patriarchal, the moon represents silver, silver is the matriarchal, the feminine. They're trying to do this. They're trying to, to fuck with this. And you see this in professional sports. I want to bring this out. Because when you see the jerseys of the teams at home games, they are always wearing the white. Uh-huh. Yeah. I, I actually, I believe we've mentioned this before, but they are wearing the white jerseys. The other team is wearing the dark jerseys. Yeah. Why is that? The, the home team should be wearing the white jerseys. They're yeah. at home. It's white. Yeah. Once again, it's the same thing. Why? Because sports are controlled by the beast. The beast is promoting this agenda. The beast is trying to exalt the matriarchal force into the driver's seat. And we are seeing the psychological indoctrination. And I think that like 90% of people... Yeah. Are half conscious. Yeah. Oh, yeah. All the time. They are. They're not fully conscious. They don't get no sleep. They work too much. Fucking well, they don't have a choice. Too much. They don't have a choice. Yeah. Drug too much. Drug too much. Whatever too much. I don't get There's multiple, multiple factors, yes. I don't get they do it. All in. They're just gonna run into brick wall. wall. Yeah. <laughs> yep. The brick wall could be the coming of Christ. Uh-huh. Talking today about technology and modern amenities of life. Posing the question to the people is having all these modern conveniences, you might say, making us better or worse. Trying to change your up, trying to get you. Okay, let me give you an example. They came out with this new device that will make you grow 
beer gear. You roll it on your face and it basically minimally damages your skin so that hair can come through. Is this for women? No, for men. On your face. For beers. Well, they're definitely trying to, and this reminds me of a communist maneuver. <laughs> because. Well, that would make sense. But they're trying to create ways in every aspect for people to mutate their appearance, their body, their genetics. I don't know mutate is the right word, but they're trying to do something. Well, I think if they're trying to create fake facial hair on people's faces, then that's like mutation of someone's body. Well, to me, it's just not godly. Well, no, and that's the thing. Communism is not godly, but that's what communism wants to do. Communism wants to create a system of freaks that have all the opportunities to mutate their appearances in however way they want. You want to become more feminine? Take pills to become more feminine. You want to become more masculine? Take more pills to become more masculine. You want facial hair? Rub this shit on your face. <laughs> yeah. And that's what they want to offer, all that kind of thing. Wow. Because you're not going to be doing anything under their system. You're going to be in lockdown for the rest of your lives. <laughs> Think of the coronavirus lockdown, and that's what communism is going to do to our world. That is exactly what communism looks like right there. The lockdowns of coronavirus. You want to see into the future, people? It's all right there. You've already experienced it already. Unless you're... Or a toddler at the time or something. <laughs> That's the fruits of communism right there in full display. And people are people across America are voting for that hook, line, and sinker. <laughs> we're saying, you might say. We're saying it here because we can and things be said. That's right. And we've been saying it all along throughout the coronavirus, but we're not talking about coronavirus today. Yeah. We're just using that as an example for the freak show they're trying to create and they're trying to give people all these opportunities. And we have all this modern technology and stuff to enhance that capability. Oh, you want to be a freak? Now you can go viral <laughs> through your technological devices. Uh, and... What? Welcome to real life. <laughs> this is reality, folks. The future did is... Did he just say that? Yeah, he did. Uh, this is very apropos. Uh, <laughs> and then they were stop talking when he said that, too. It's perfect timing. And then you repeated it, but then the podcast continues. Yeah, we're just in the zone right now. We're, just, we're focusing, we're in the zone. Let's uh -huh. go and get it. But yeah, so. We're focusing on. Is this making us a better people to have all this? capability to just fo 
all these options. Right. Is, is that going to make us better or is it going to make us more self-righteous and narcissistic is the question. Yeah, I would guess the latter. Unfortunately. Yeah, so I mean, it just... Just I would guess the right because of that, I think that people have a veil over their eyes of some kind. Oh, people definitely want to be Virtual fed. veil or something. Well, that's another thing. Virtual reality is becoming really big. You know, people with the Oculus and stuff like that. You know, <laughs> like stuff of that nature, you know. People can wear and they can go into the or the metaverse or whatever and you know, all that kind of stuff. I mean, that's a part of this uh, fantasy land freak show reality that the communist uh, agenda is trying to create. I think one of the BT albums is named Metaverse. Really? Yeah. <laughs> makes sense because they definitely want to incorporate, um, you know, those concepts. They want to embed those words into uh, the buying and selling of things through, uh, uh-huh. once again, it's all about the buying and selling. Yeah. You know? uh, and that, we know that's what drives the beast's system is the advertising and the buy, the ads and the buying and selling. You know, and they're going to drop those little lines in there. That's its fuel. It's a, it's a fuel of the beast, right? It's, so it keeps things jiving. Keeps up him. There can't be a flame without the gas. Or a spark. Or a spark, yep. whatever. Yep. And, <laughs> and there's definitely gonna be a spark. Yep. Sparks everywhere. Sparks flying. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so they're doing that. They're dropping the hints, you know, they're letting us know, you know, through predictive programming, the agenda that they're trying to accomplish. They shove it in our face, they, you know, do certain things to, uh, you know, kind of almost harass us sometime, at certain points in time, you know, with their agenda, you know, on how they bring it to light through different different means, but... Yeah, I mean, it's it's happening, and we're trying to raise awareness to it, you know, that, I mean, I know, like, all this stuff is great, you know, all this stuff is great. But what does it bring you? Was your destination? Mine is heaven. It now... When I'm 50, when I'm 80, heaven will be my ultimate desired destination. But a lot of people don't even care about that, though. That's the problem, Riley. They don't Uh care about heaven. Their heaven is right now, and they just want to be as life made it as efficient for them as possible. That's so fucking ignorant to be that way. Not to the average Joe. Uh-huh. Well, fuck if you fucking 
to hang what you be rewarded. They don't care about being rewarded either. <laughs> and this, this reminds me of Blake for some reason. I guess it's his personality that would have reflected that, but if you think about it, there's only one thing you can do, which is Look to God. People don't want to do that either. There's only one thing you can do. That's the only thing you can do. Yeah. People aren't willing to do that, though. That's the problem. In your personal headspace, when you're thinking and you're pondering what not about the world... That's what you should be thinking about. Yeah, but see the beast? Like, he's trying to use the false prophet, Hollywood, I believe. We talked about that in our last episode. And he's trying to use that to manipulate people into this other communist agenda, you know, which is like LGBTQ, a freak show. Do all this stuff to transmutate your appearance. Gay. Use, use technology to like promote your freak appearance all over the the Ethernet. The web. Yeah. The cloud. <laughs> Whatever. And in anything pretty much. Yeah. That can be made like trans transferred in that uh-huh. You know, that kind of realm. Yeah. Of, I don't even know how you define all that, you know. Once again, it's just like, what is this? Ether. Ether. Just uh-huh. ether. Uh-huh. Yeah, so... You know, people will be saying, I guess, well, what's wrong with that? What's wrong with that kind of a reality of a bunch of freaks... With nothing better to do but promote their freak show, sex, and debauchery, and sin, and <sighs> creepy weirdo shit, like, yeah. all over all over the world, you know, all over the universe, for all we know. What's wrong with that? What's wrong with that? It, there's a percentage of people that want that. They don't find anything wrong, and they also are for abortion, and they're for all these yeah. other fucked up things. They don't value life because they don't value your life. Exactly. And when you don't value your life, you do not have Jesus. And they're fine with that. Yeah. They say, hey, Beast, give us another jab booster, baby. Yeah, <laughs> give it to me, master. Right in my butt. <laughs> uh-huh. Like they do in the military. God damn it. They'll fucking, they stick a bunch of shit in people's mili- 
military butts <laughs> when they go into the military, man. You gotta get those shots. Yeah. <laughs> Do. Butt shots. <laughs> the beast loves to give you butt shots. <laughs> I'm surprised they don't vaccinate people in their butts for COVID. <laughs> Why not? <laughs> That's the most sensitive part where it goes in the best. Exactly, and then they'll discard you and feed you back in uh, human meat to the populace that's still alive. Wow. That sounds just like communism. Keep hey. on voting Democrat, Americans. Yeah, what the heck? That's where your vote's going for, is that kind of a, a sullient green reality. Uh-huh. Green, red, and black. <laughs> hey, that's a new flag. <laughs> New American flag colors. Green and red and black. <laughs> Green and red and black with stars upside down. <laughs> yeah. Stars upside down because it's all like evil and like satanic now. See, the stars were going up. See, the 50 stars actually were like, is the five-pointed star like facing up towards the heavens. Yeah. Yeah, 50 stars. Actually, more, should be more than 50 now on the flag because there are more than 50 states in America, I believe. I think it's 52 states, technically. Yeah. But 50 stars on the flag, all pointing up. But now, stars pointing down. Uh, Sorry, you want to go communism, America? Like, you can have stars pointed down uh, <laughs> on the flag. Uh, <laughs> or, like, all the states that are, like, evil, like, vote Democrat. Like, you have, the, they have those stars on the flag, like, upside down. Uh -huh. <laughs> but the ones that are for, like... For like uh, like Idaho, like for like Republican and stuff, you know, states like that, you know, they have those state uh, stars going up. They're like they're ascending to the, the heavens, but the the stars going down are representing they're going to hell. Uh, <laughs> These states are going to vote hell. Better change your ways. Uh oh, uh oh. Idaho wins. Yep. Idaho wins. You Owens. You Owens? Yeah. But, I mean, as much as, like, technology is a blessing, it's ultimately a curse. And I think, like, that's what we have to point to light because it's just... Well, I don't think ultimately, I think eventually it can be. But not ultimately, that means your society, it's fate or whatever. Well, that's a problem, though. See, that's the point, Riley, that I'm trying to make, is that the fate was already decided long ago by the people who knew about the technology and had it for a long period of time, but then finally in the end times decided to unveil it because they knew their time was short. See, Satan knows his time is short. Like, and that's why he's like busting out the technology now well, as opposed to like in the Middle Ages or something because... Well, for what a few thousand years to fucking torment people before the times and it's for eternity. Well, it, well, the thing is, is that like God 
maybe didn't allow him to uh, unveil the technology until the end times. Oh, that's the thing. You know, and see, the beast already was ready because the beast is controlled by the devil. So he works in conjunction with him. And so it's like, if God won't allow it, then they can't get it until that proper time. They, they had the capability, the knowledge and stuff to do it long ago, I believe. But God wouldn't allow it for some reason or it just won't work out. But the plan is now is to get people into the technological mode to try to do their do their thing and so people are already like succumb to the fate of the reality they're trying to create by unleashing this tech all these technologies Ugh. at once so what all do we go with these people because we know it's well it's transhumanism not. is the ultimate goal uh, ultimate communist agenda is all obviously transhumanism and that's to incorporate the technology in us you know so we're all interconnected to the dictatorship to the communist hierarchy chip your brain chip your brain and that's what Elon Musk is talking about you know with his thing that he's talking about the Neuralink or whatever it is Neuralink yeah about what the Neuralink you made me walk what kind of decision would that be? It would be live not walking or walking say soul or whatever. Yeah, I think I definitely think it is like a, a form of that. You know, mm -hmm. if, I, if you're gonna do something like that once yeah. again, just like it's just it's not. But see, the people that are of the left are going to follow suit into these kind of realities I believe because they're gonna try I bet you anything they try give me no link for free could very well happen at some point in time yeah. then what yeah, that's, and that's your decision it's your free will just like a vaccine they get vaccines for free too yeah, and so what's the difference? Opt out of that whole long time. Yeah, you want to opt out of the Neuralink, you want to opt out of the Oculus type technologies, all that kind of stuff is like opt out, opt <laughs> out. Oh, and another thing opting out on is the. Uh, because here's the thing, I don't even feel that bad. I can't walk, but I have stuff going on. And I don't need to walk right now. I mean, it would be nice, but that's what? yeah. It's the only thing that's impeding you. Uh, yeah, your your life, really. I mean, that's that's a hindrance for your life, but it's not uh, a death sentence. Yeah, is what you're saying. The other thing that I was talking about opting out is the smart meters on the phone. Or on the on your house for your communications. Was that just a digital meter? Yeah, pretty um, much. Pretty okay, much, yeah. they put the digital meter on like every house. Not on ours. We opted out because they emit uh, electromagnetic frequencies, e uh, EMFs. Oh no. Duplex? Both. My parents' house and a duplex. Oh, wow. 
They, it was funny is that my parents' neighborhood, they actually mandated it. They mandated it, and we had to fucking come against them and say, no, we opt out on uh-huh. our Because uh-huh. we live on a corner. We live on a corner, so we don't even get, we won't even get the neighbors next to us. Probably yeah. their transmission. I don't even know if their uh, frequencies would affect us, but yeah. I think the people next door to us and behind us, they probably got it. Because yeah. they were free. Once again, it's these free things... Because, once again, they're setting people up, like you're talking about, you know. Like, they're setting people up to, like, take these things for free. You know, you're yeah, ready for free. Exactly. They, they're ready to give all this shit for free to, like, in, you know, to get people into exactly. their program. That's the there. Yeah, and that's what the Democrats do. People will vote for Democrats in certain areas, like Brooklyn and stuff. You know, for instance, just to get the perks from that, you know, what the free things that they'll offer people just to vote for their cause. And that's all it is. Yeah. Give the world the ratings. Yeah. A quest for ratings. That's all it is. And communists know how to do that. They know how to, like, manipulate the scales. They know how to manipulate... Fucking people's minds and shit. Well, then you're need to push it before people listen. Yeah. And that's kind of fucking narcissistic and shitty just because I think that what you have to say matters. When it doesn't at all. They already... They already, like... Uh-huh. Have the plan. And they're yeah. going to continue to keep... Forcing you into that. And see, that's what's making people cold... And narcissistic... Is to be... Following suit into this kind of, like... Way of life. In a way, kind of. It's not like I'm going to deny it. There isn't perks to having a desktop computer... And a smartphone and... You know... Television that's able to access the internet and all that kind of stuff I'm not here to say that that's bad that you know that's evil I'm just saying the ultimate goal behind that is it's like you know without without Christ in your life I'm afraid you're gonna turn into like a narcissistic self-righteous egotistical piece of shit well without the goal of having a crash you're gonna push it to where yeah. You can't go anymore. Well, and the thing is, is that they're promoting this as like, hey, you know, there's no Jesus. Like, we're not promoting Jesus at all. You're your own God. And we're going to turn you into a self-righteous narcissist. It's amazing that people can think this way. Once you have a relationship with God, you don't know how you can not. Yeah, but these people, like, they don't, to play devil's advocate again, like, these people, I have to understand from where they see that, that's a myth, that's bullshit, like, I'm gonna live, I'm gonna live it up. You know what I mean? For a long time. Yeah, like, it's like, I'm not going to, you know, I'm going to gain the whole, try to gain the whole world and forfeit my soul. And this guy, Chris Dan Ogan, he recently told me they 
Cause I bad it is for you. But he's the biggest devil worshiper I've met. <laughs> and he's a mortician. Oh yeah, I, I don't know who this guy is. Yeah. Fuck. How, how do people like that keep living? I don't know, but look at Blake. He took such good care of himself, and now he's dead. Yeah, well, I, my guess is that Chris is not far behind. Probably not. He's not. Again, the children of Israel did evil in the sight of the Lord. And the Lord delivered them into the hand of the Philistines for forty years. Now there was a certain man from Zorah of the family of the Danites, whose name was Manoah, and his wife was barren and had no children. And the angel of the Lord appeared to the woman and said to her, Indeed now you are barren and have borne no children, but you shall conceive and bear a son. Now therefore please be careful not to drink wine or similar drink, and not to eat anything unclean. For behold, you shall conceive and bear a son, and no razor shall come upon his head. For the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb, and he shall begin to deliver Israel out of the hand of the Philistines. So the woman came and told her husband, saying, A man came from God to me, and his countenance was like a countenance of the angel of God, very awesome. But I did not ask him where he was from, and he did not tell me his name. And he said to me, Behold, you shall conceive and bear a son. Now drink no wine or similar drink, nor eat anything unclean, for the child shall be a Nazarite to God from the womb to the day of his death. Then Manoah prayed to the Lord and said, O my Lord, please let the man of God whom you sent Come to us again and teach us what we shall do for the child who will be born. And God listened to the voice of Manoah, and the angel of God came to the woman again as she was sitting in the field, but Manoah, her husband, was not with her. Then the woman ran in haste and told her husband and said to him, Look, the man who came to me the other day has just now appeared to me. So Manoah arose and followed his wife. When he came to the man, he said to him, Are you the man who spoke to this woman? And he said, I am. Manoah said, Now let your words come to pass. What will be the boy's rule of life and his work? So the angel of the Lord said to Manoah, Of all that I said to the woman, let her be careful, that she may not eat anything that comes from the vine, nor may she drink wine or similar drink nor eat anything unclean. All that I commanded her, let her observe. Then Manoah said to the angel of the Lord, Please let us detain you, and we will prepare a young goat for you. So, basically, um, Ha, <laughs> ha,
Then Manoah said, Of the angel of the Lord, What is your name? That when your words come to pass, we may honor you. Uh-huh. That's cool. And the angel of the Lord said to him, Why do you ask of my name? Seeing it is wonderful. So Manoah took the young goat with the grain offering and offered it up upon the rock to the Lord. And he said, A wondrous thing while Manoah and his wife looked on. It happened as the flame went up toward heaven from the altar. The angel of the Lord ascended in the flame of the altar. When Manoah and his wife saw this, they fell on their faces to the ground. When the angel of the Lord appeared no more to Manoah and his wife, then Manoah knew that he was the angel of the Lord. And Manoah said to his wife, We shall surely die, because we have seen God. But his wife said to him, If the Lord has desired to kill us, he would not have accepted a burnt offering and a grain offering from our hands, nor would he have shown us all these things. Nor would he have told us such things as these at this time. So, the woman bore a son and called his name Samson. And the child grew, and the Lord blessed him. And the Spirit of the Lord began to move upon him at Mahaneah Dan, between Zorah and Estel. So, talking about Phil, Philistines controlling Israel and God anointing Samson to overthrow them here, so to speak. And Samson's story is uh, kind of sad, kind of, and. Let's continue to keep reading here. Now Samson went down to Timnah and saw a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. So he went up and told his father and mother, saying, I have seen a woman in Timnah of the daughters of the Philistines. Now therefore, get her for me as a wife. Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? Uh So what was Samson doing here? Circumcising himself. (laughs) No, what he was doing is he was going into the interracial. He was looking at a Philistine woman. Oh. Which is what we were talking about in our last episode. We were talking about interracial. This must be black and white again. It very well could be. Samson. And that's interesting that the Lord sent us to this scripture because of what we were just talking about in our previous episode just a few minutes ago. (laughs) Interesting. Shall we keep reading? Then his father and mother said to him, Is there no woman among the daughters of your brethren or among all my people that you must go and get a wife from the uncircumcised Philistines? And Samson said to his father, Get her for me, for she pleases me well. Uh Oh, jeez, dude. 
<laughs> she pleases you know what that means yeah. you know what that means he's only interested in like he gets off on yeah like, yeah and like potentially the interracial like type oh yeah he likes that dude Samson dude the crazy what we're just talking about yeah dude cause that's yeah let's keep reading here this is good this is good wow but his father and mother did not know that it was of the Lord. He was seeking an occasion to move against the Philistines. For at that time, the Philistines had dominion over Israel. So Samson went down to Timnah with his father and mother and came to the vineyards of Timnah. Now, to his surprise, a young lion came roaring against him. And the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him. And he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. That's savage, dude. Wow, a lion? Samson did that to a lion, dude. A fucking lion. Yeah, and it says, and he tore the lion apart as one would have torn apart a young goat. Uh Oh, man. Dude, Samson was like, savage, dude. Uh Though he had nothing in his hand. And he did it with his bare hands. Oh my gosh. Samson, dude. And this is a guy with like long ass hair. Looks like he's in a heavy metal band, by the way. Yeah. Super like buff. and Yeah. But he did not tell his father or his mother what he had done. Uh-huh. So he didn't tell his father or mother that he had killed this lion with his bare hands. Like as if it were a young goat. Uh-huh. Fuck. And he's also in a relationship with a Philistine, interracial, and likes the sex. I likes it. Then he went down and talked with the woman, and she pleased Samson well. After he killed the lion, he got laid. Oh, man. Dude, are you kidding me? This sounds like... It was got to be there, so... <laughs> something like and she pleased him well and like makes a point to say and she pleased him well because he's just like going there he's like baby i just killed a lion with my bare hands and she's like love that she's like i'm gonna you're, I'm, that's your reward yeah after some time when he returned to get her he turned aside to see the carcass of the lion <laughs> And behold, a swarm of bees and honey were in the carcass of the lion. He took some of it in his hands and went along eating. What? There was bees? A swarm of bees and honey in the carcass of the lion, and he went and got the honey out of the... Out of the carcass of the lion and started eating it as he proceeded down the way. When Yum. He, when he came to his father and mother, he gave some to them. Fuck. And they also ate. But he did not tell them he had taken the honey out of the carcass of the lion. That's like your cat bring, leaving you a dead bird carcass on your doorstep. This is, this is ridiculous. This is all in the Bible, by the way. Judges 14... Talking about Samson, uh, led by the Lord to talk about this. this is good stuff. Let's keep reading here. Judges fourteen ten. So his father went down to the woman, 
and Samson gave a feast there, for a young man used to do so. And it happened, when they saw him, that they brought thirty companions to be with him. Then Samson said to them, Let me pose a riddle to you. If you can correctly solve and explain it to me within the seven days of the feast, then I will give you thirty linen garments and thirty changes of clothing. Because they were shooting themselves so much. <laughs> or something, I don't know. I mean, whatever. I don't know why they needed all that. Maybe they just wanted to be fresh every day. Or they, well, they didn't have toilets. <laughs> <laughs> but if you can explain it to me, then you shall give me 30 linen garments and 30 changes of clothing. And they said to him, pose your riddle that we may hear it. So he said to them, out of the eater came something to eat. (laughs) Out of the strong came something sweet. Now for three days, they could not explain the riddle. (laughs) That's interesting. Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. What was the riddle that Samson was saying here to these guys? Say it again. Out of the eater came something to eat. Out of the strong came something sweet. I think he's clowning on him. <laughs> he's saying, I'm strong. I'm something sweet. You're an eater, and I'm going to eat you. <laughs> That's what I think the riddle means. Shall we proceed and see what he says? Yeah. Now, for three days, they could not explain the riddle. But it came to pass on the seventh day that they said to Samson's wife, Entice your husband that he may explain the riddle to us, or else we will burn you and your father's house with fire. (laughs) Oh, shit. Have you invited us in order to take what is ours? Is that not so? Then Samson's wife wept on him and said, You only hate me. You do not love me. You have posed the riddle to the sons of my people, but you have not explained it to me. And he said there, look, I have not explained it to my father or my mother, so should I explain it to you? Now she had wept on him the seven days while they were feast blasted, and it happened on the seventh day that he told her because she pressed him so much. Then she explained the riddle to the sons of her people, So the man of the city said to him on the seventh day before the sun went down, What is sweeter than honey? And what is stronger than a lion? And he said, If you have not plowed with me, yeah, if you have not plowed with my heifer, you would not have solved my riddle. (laughs) What the heck, dude? He's like, I told you, he's like, he's clowning on these guys, dude. Uh He's clowning on them with these riddles, dude. This is funny, dude. Samson's funny. Uh-huh. Then the spirit of the Lord came upon him mightily, and he went down to Ashkelon and killed thirty of their men, wow. took their apparel, and gave the changes of clothing to those who had explained the riddle. Oh my gosh, dude! Uh-huh. So there's people who like knew what he was talking about, and he like took shit that he basically booty that he got off of his kills, and like gave it to these people who he like understood what he was talking about. Uh-huh. So his anger was aroused, 
and he went back up to his father's house, and Samson's wife was given to his companion, who had been his best man, dude. Oh my gosh. <laughs> After a while, in the time. Where was that again? Well, his best man that was like at his wedding for this like Phyllis. Took his wife? Yeah, like, yeah. Now it's them too. Yeah. And so now, yeah, he's like super pissed off now. Yeah. So, okay, here we go. After a while, in the time of the wheat harvest, it happened that Samson visited his wife with a young goat and he said, Let me go into my wife, into her room. But her father would not permit him to go. Her father said, I really thought that you thoroughly hated her. Therefore, I gave her to your companion. Is not her younger sister better than she? Uh Please take her instead. Wow. What? The Bible is ruthless. (laughs) To the Sarkort. And Samson said to them, This time I shall be blameless regarding the Philistines if I harm them. Then Samson went and caught 300 foxes, and he took torches, turned the foxes tail to tail, and put a torch between each pair of tails. What the frick? When he had set the torches on fire, he let the foxes go into the standing grain of the Philistines and burned up both the shocks and the grain standing as well as the vineyards and olive groves. Then the Philistines said, Who has done this? And they said, Samson, the son-in-law of the Timnite, because he had taken his wife and given her to his companion. So the Philistines came up and burned her and her father with fire. Samson said to them, Since you would not do a thing like this, I will surely take revenge on you, and after that I will cease. So he attacked them, hip and thigh, with a great slaughter. Then he went down and dwelt in the cleft of the rock of Etam. Now the Philistines went up and camped in Judah and deployed themselves against Lehi. And the men of Judah said, Why have you come up against us? So they answered, We have come up to arrest Samson, to do to him as he has done to us. Then three thousand men of Judah went down to the cleft of the rock of Etam and said to Samson, do you not know what the Philistines rule over us? What is this you have done to us? And he said to them, As they did to me, so have I done to them. But they said to him, We have come down to arrest you, that we may deliver you into the hand of the Philistines. Then Samson said to them, Swear to me that you will not kill me yourselves. So they spoke to him, saying, No, but we will tie you securely and deliver you into their hand, but we will surely not kill you. And they bound him with two new ropes and brought him up from the rock. But when he came to Lehi, the Philistines came shouting against him. Then the Spirit of the Lord came mightily upon him, and the ropes that were on his arms became like flax that is burned with fire and his bonds broke loose from his hands. He found fresh jawbone of a donkey, reached out his hand and took it, and killed a thousand men with it. Uh-huh. That's crazy. A jawbone of a donkey. Uh-huh. Samson killed a thousand men. A thousand men. Uh-huh. Then Samson said, With the jawbone of a donkey, heap upon heaps. 
With the jawbone of a donkey, I have slain a thousand men. <laughs> Gloating in his... In his kills. And so it was, when he had finished speaking, that he threw the jawbone from his hand and called that place Ramoth-Lehi. Then he came, very thirsty. So he cried out to the Lord and said, You have given this great deliverance by the hand of your servant, and now shall I die of thirst and fall into the hand of an uncircumcised? So God split the hollow place that is in Lehi, and water came out, and he drank. And his spirit returned, and he revived. Therefore he called the, its name En Hakor, which is in Lehi to this day. And he judged Israel twenty years in the days of the Philistines. But this is when it gets crazy. So he reigned for twenty years, Samson. But then comes Delilah. <laughs> we shall finish here. Now Samson went to Gaza and saw a harlot there. What's a harlot? A prostitute. Oh. And this is where it gets sad. Uh-huh. And it went into her. Uh-huh. What were they doing, you think? I think we know. Uh-huh. <laughs> Samson was, like, delighting himself in prostitutes. Delilah's, dude. Yeah. When the Gazites were told Samson has come here, they surrounded the place and lay wait for him all night at the gate of the city. Now, once again, bad move on Samson's part. Shouldn't have been like going to a whore, dude. <laughs> they were quiet all night, saying, In the morning when it is daylight, we will kill him. And Samson lay low till midnight. Then he arose at midnight, took hold of the doors of the gate of the city and the two gateposts, pulled them up, bar and all, put them on his shoulders, and carried them to the top of the hill that faces Hebron. So he basically took the gates of the city and, like, just carried it up this, this hill, dude. So they wouldn't, like, hear him or something, or hear the gate. I don't know what the... This is just crazy. After it happened that he loved a woman in the valley of Sorek... Whose name was Delilah. Yeah, so he, like, went and had sex with a prostitute, this Delilah, at Sorek, the Valley of Sorek. And then as he was leaving, he took the gates of the city and carried them up the hill, dude. Samson's crazy, dude. So, okay. And the Lord of the Philistines... And the lords of the Philistines came up to her and said to her, Entice him and find out where his great strength lies and by what means we may overpower him, that we may bind him to afflict him. And every one of us will give you 1,100 pieces of silver. So the prostitute's getting bought out uh-huh. to deceive Samson here. Oh, So here we go. So Delilah said to Samson, Please tell me where your great strength lies and with what you may be bound to afflict you. 
And Samson said to her, If they bind me with seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. So the Lord of the Philistines brought up her seven fresh bowstrings, not yet dried, and the bound him with them. Now men were lying in wait, staying with her in the room, and she said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he broke the bowstrings as a strand of yarn breaks when it touches fire. Oh, wow. So that's how strong Samson was. Yeah. So the secret of his strength was not known. Then Delilah said to Samson, Look, you have mocked me and told me lies. Now please tell me what you may be bound with. So he said to her, If you bind me securely with new ropes that have never been used, then I shall become weak and be like any other man. Therefore Delilah took new ropes and bound him with them and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. And men were lying awake, staying in the room, but he broke them off of his arms like a thread. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Delilah said to Samson again, Until now you have mocked me and told me lies. Tell me what you may be bound with. But he said to her, If you weave the seven locks of my head into the web of the loom. So she wove it tightly with the batten of the loom and said to him, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. But he awoke from his sleep and pulled out the batten that the web from the loom. Then she said to him, How can you say I love you? When your heart is not with me, you have mocked me these three times and have not told me where your great strength lies. And it came to pass when she pestered him daily with her words and pressed him so that his soul was vexed to death that he told her all his heart and said to her, No razor has ever come upon my head, for I have been a Nazarite to God from my mother's womb. If I am shaven, then my strength will leave me and I shall become weak and be like any other man. When Delilah saw that he had told her all his heart, she sent and called for the lords of the Philistines, saying, Come upon once more, for he has told me all his heart. So the lords of the Philistines came to her and brought the money in their hand, and she pulled him to sleep on her knees and called for a man to have him shave off the seven locks of his head. Then she began to torment him, and his strength left him. And she said, The Philistines are upon you, Samson. So he awoke from his sleep and said, I will go out as before at other times and shake myself free. But he did not know that the Lord had departed from him. Then the Philistines took him and put out his eyes and brought him down to Gaza. They bound him with bronze fetters and became a grinder in the prison. However, the hair of his head began to grow again after it had been shaven. I would have long hair, but to get matted behind my head. Sorry, God, I get long hair. Well, it says that his hair was never shaven from birth. 
Samson. I think it's kind of a cool story. I think that his mistake was that he went and had sex with this prostitute. Yep. That was his downfall. Amen. I think that's the moral of the story, man. That really kind of strikes a chord with me because I'm fucking disabled. I lay in bed, I don't work, I can't do shit. And you'd think, though, and which is probably true, but you'd think that the only way I can get laid is from a hooker. But I won't do that. I won't pay for sex. I won't even have sex until it's the right one. Yeah. But yeah. That's good. I think that that's what kind of the moral of the story here is with Samson. You know, it's just like... <laughs> Obviously, like, Samson was into, uh, he liked sex, you know, <laughs> and unfortunately he got caught up with the wrong woman, wrong kind of woman, and she, like, screwed him, screwed him over. She was, and she was gonna screw him from the beginning, you know, like, from the, when they first met, like, she was ready to screw him from the get-go. Yeah. You know? It's sad, they like gouged out this guy's eyes who like killed a lion with his bare hands and ate honey from <laughs> bees honey from the carcass of this lion uh-huh. you know what I mean like a bee's nest had developed in the carcass of the lion he got honey uh-huh. ate some of it on the way back to his parents house offered some to his parents uh-huh. and was having sex with probably an interracial well it wasn't interracial it was a philistine so I was like, he was in an interracial relationship with a Philistine, and he was only interested in the sex. Trying to dirty those waters a little bit. I'm surprised he ruled for 20 years. That's a long time. It is for some guy who's like horn dog. <laughs> Long-haired horn dog. 